Welcome to The Paleo View. I'm bestselling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacey Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times bestselling author and creator of thepaleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Hello, listeners, and hello, Sarah. I'll pretend hello, like Stacey. I'll pretend like we haven't been chatting, snarking, and punning <laughs> for the last ten minutes. Our listeners are going to have quite the bloopers at the end of the show. If there's anything rated G enough to put in the bloopers this truth, week, truth, it might be really, it might be really like really <laughs> skimpy bloopers because. Maybe when Matt listens to it, he's like, I can't use any of this. You're just going <laughs> to wish you had context and listeners trust us. We'd share it if we could. But we are here and like we're, we're, we're where we're going to be. It's a regular timeline. It's I, I don't even know what to do with like a regular show because we've got a whole bunch of stuff coming in the future and you just had a whole lot of travel in the past. And then I, before mm-hmm. that I was traveling and it's like, Oh, look, here we are. Just a regular, how Recording are you? A, like show? regular show with a outline and an awesome sponsor on a regular night to get edited in a regular amount of time <laughs> and get put on the internet on the regular schedule, it's 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 kind of weird, but we can't get used to it. Let me just tell you listeners that not too long ago, we had a show where Juve was our sponsor and I had to like tell Sarah, just cool it. Like, I know you love Juve, <laughs> but Juve is back to sponsor our podcast this week. And I know I got tons of questions from our listeners about the smaller unit, which mm-hmm. has now made getting a Juve Red Therapy Light an affordable thing for people. And so I just want to remind our listeners that that is still a possibility. And you can go to Juve, J-O-O-V-V dot com slash Paleo View for more information. We've done a ton of shows on you can just search the Paleo View Juve and you'll get more information. But we did one show dedicated to the therapeutic benefits of red light and why the Juve product in particular has the scientific wavelengths to positively support that healing. Um, in today's show, we're going to talk about it in the context of skin, which has, you know, for a lot of our listeners, has a thing of my passion for the last couple of years. So I'm excited to tackle this both inside and out because I do think that it is such a common issue for most people. Mm -hmm. Do you maybe just want to remind listeners in an elevator pitch sort of way, not, not to the tallest building in Hong Kong. I was going to say, what floor are we going to? (laughs) Just a regular elevator ride. Regular elevator to like a regular floor. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I guess the, the reason why I got so like enthusiastic the last time Juve sponsored a show was because it is a device 
that you can get what used to be only available in a Medi Spa at home. And you used to be able to like, oh, you know, try and get in one treatment a week, but now you can do it every day uh, with a really great body of scientific literature to support it. And it's an at-home device that that de- that delivers the same amount of energy at the same therapeutic wavelengths as what used to be only available at a Medispa or like a functional medicine or integrative medicine doctor's office. And uh, so it has great science behind it. And like I personally have um, been using mine for uh, going on to not quite two years. I think I'm a few months away from two years, but like solid maybe like year and three quarters at this point. And uh, I continue to love it. I continue to notice when, say, three days go by and I don't get a chance to juve. Like, my my personal experience has matched the science. And so it's that combination. The reason why I'm so enthusiastic about juve is because it's that combination of, like, convenience, a great company with a, you know, with a real passion for this, um, actually effective and... Uh, and like my, and my personal experience has just been awesome. So it's, it's, it's all of, I mean, it's, it's all of the things it's science plus, plus personal experience that, I mean, that's pretty much everything I talk about (laughs) on the internet. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's, that's my elevator pitch. Like it's got really great science behind it. It has really diverse therapeutic benefits, uh, of which we're only going to talk about a tiny little bit today. And, uh, and it's super convenient. I just going to echo that I have had positive results. My issue is making time for it. So mm-hmm. that's why I like the idea of getting like the smaller desk unit or something like that would be a fantastic option. I mean, obviously, full body is going to give you the maximum benefits. Have but- you never taken the Juve Go and just like stuck it like on your skin and let your underwear hold it in place and just like walk around with it? <laughs> no, that's not a thing. I only have the ginormous <laughs> not a thing one. in your house. Exactly. I only <laughs> have the ginormous one, but I'm honestly thinking about getting in addition to that, like the smaller go one or the mini. So that has like the stand so that I can put it on my desk for facial healing as well. Cause it has such therapeutic benefits and I have, yeah. um, I still have issues with acne um, especially when I get exposed to nightshades or low quality dairy in particular, like my, my face just is the first place to show it. Um, and I love the idea also of potentially reversing like aging and acne scarring. So from years and years and years of acne, especially as a teen. So anyway, juve.com slash paleo view. And they've got Everything from the ginormous one that Sarah and I have um, to also the compatible, like small one that you can take in the go. And the newer ones have Bluetooth built in and, you know, are compatible with she who shall not be named, like all that kind of stuff. So, um, And they're modular. So you can also build it over time because I know yeah. like other than the, than the travel one, which is called the Juve Go, which is actually only red light. It's not combo. It doesn't have any infrared light. So Stacey, if you're looking for a desk model, I would definitely recommend the mini over the go because I think for what you're because you're not going to just want acne you're going to want all of the anti-aging effects too so you're going to want both wavelengths but from the mini up you you can you can you know buy a piece 
you can be Christmas and then Mother's Day and then whatever, and you can build it over time. And it all, it can connect either with uh, wires really easily in the back, or it can connect with Bluetooth. And it's pretty, I found it pretty straightforward to put together. I had to go through the instructions to connect mine and assemble it. I did have to read the instructions. It wasn't like, oh, I just must have to do this. Um, but the instructions were really good and easy to follow and then it worked. So, um, so that's also like a cool, that their original, like the models that they launched with weren't modular like that. So you had to know in advance what size you wanted. I think the modular, the modular is like, that's a, that was a really smart move by Juve. And also makes it much more affordable. Like if you, Mm -hmm. you know, are not able to invest in a full big one now, get the modular ones and then build up to the size that you want over time. Okay. We've essentially gone up and down the tallest building in Hong Kong like 47 times now. So (laughs) you're just, you're exaggerating. That can't have been more than six times. (laughs) I am excited to jump into this week's show. You want to read the question? I do. This one's very, this one hit me very near and dear to my heart because it mirrors the experience I'm having as a parent right now. Uh, So the question is, hi, Sarah. I assume it also means Anne Stacy. It just means came through my inbox. I wonder if you might have some advice on diet and possible supplements or skincare for girls going through puberty. My 11-year-old is suddenly experiencing lots of pimples on her face. We stick to a mainly paleo slash keto-based diet, no wheat or grains or minimal sugar. I'm trying to get her to cleanse her face twice a day. This is a slow process. If you have any health info or products specific to puberty, let me know products specific to puberty you mean other than a shovel in the backyard um <laughs> just kidding and by that you mean you mean manual labor yes for sure for sure there was there was a slight ambiguity in shovel and backyard um <laughs> just but sometimes with teenagers and i mean i feel like teenagers are not i feel like teenagers are kids are hitting that what we used to associate with teenage um Angst. let's say yeah, I was going to say attitude, but that wasn't quite the right word. Just all of the things. <laughs> I, I feel like it all happens earlier. Like I was not expecting to hit that. Uh, I think it was the, uh, that, that was the thing I was not <laughs> expecting to hit as, as early. I was like, but you're 10. Why, why, why is it? Uh? Like it was, oh Yeah. 10, 10 was, 10 was, that was a dark year. All right. We're going down the wrong path with this whole teenage <laughs> thing. I apologize for starting us off that way. Um, so Sarah, I know we're going to talk about this from a lot of different perspectives mm-hmm. because this is one of the most common questions I've gotten as my kids have gotten older. I think we used to get a lot of like, how do I get my kids to eat healthier and not be embarrassed in kindergarten? And now I get a lot of, teenage type questions. And so the thing is, this applies to both girls and boys. And for Sarah, you and I have talked about this. We've noticed that this sort of maturation and hormonal change can happen maybe as young as like eight or nine um, and continues until well, I'm in my late thirties and I'm still struggling with (laughs) acne. So I think, I think it applies to, Um, a lot of different facets of health. And it's important to understand all of those different things and how they work together. And I, I know, Sarah, you 
I'm, I'm assuming will not disagree with me here, but the best thing that you can do is treat this from the inside. I know that, you know, when you go to a doctor, at least when I did as a teenager, and I had the kind of acne that was just, you know, it, it was painful. It was um, unable to be covered up by, you know, makeup or anything like that, right? I had in- incredibly cystic, deep, like, it felt like acne on acne kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, doctors never once said in all of that, you know, look at your diet and look at your gut health. Um, it was always, and here's this dangerous drug, <laughs> like just right. you just use it and it's great. And so I think that there are things that we can do topically on a more natural basis that will help. But approaching this from the perspective of managing food, um, and lifestyle factors is so important. And what I will add to that is that we're going to talk about a lot of different things to help with this. None of it needs to be perfect. There are certain triggers for different kinds of people. My 13-year-old manages from an acne perspective um, certain foods a lot better than my almost 11-year-old who can do like zero nightshades and only a little bit of high quality dairy before his skin starts to become inflamed. And that's what we're talking about when we refer to acne as this is inflammation. So you you need to think about treating it as such. And the products that you use, if they're harsh and stripping, um, can actually cause more of a reaction or a rebound effect on your, your skin. So you just need to be mindful of all of those different aspects as we move forward and don't feel like, oh, my kid would never give up all of this stuff and use all of these products. Like that's never going to happen. It won't happen for me either, but we can strive to this being a standard and we can figure out the triggers that cause the worst thing for each kid. My 13 year old's biggest trigger is not washing. (laughs) Like it's Mm -hmm. a pretty basic one. So there are some simple things that we've, we've done that we can talk about for that, right? My middle one, it's about food. So um, anyway, I just wanted to kind of preface with that because I think it can feel overwhelming as we talk about being a parent and navigating your kid through all of this stuff as we, you know, have talked about from different aspects before with AIP or with, you know, whatever it's, it's a lot to take on when it's for someone else. And so just feeling like progress is excellent and just feel really happy with that. Don't feel like, you know, it has to be perfect. Um, I've always loved the concept of don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Yeah. So just with that mindset, as we embark upon this show. Um, I think that was a really, really good introduction because I want to sort of tackle this topic from basically, as you said, like from the inside out. And I think, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into diet because all of the things that are going to be beneficial for acne are all of the things that we talk about on the show on a regular basis, right? Nutrient sufficiency. That means getting all of the essential and non-essential nutrients in adequate quantities from food. And to do that, that requires uh, eating seafood, incorporating some organ meat into the diet and eating a lot of vegetables. Like that is like the magic sauce for getting the full complement of all the nutrients that our bodies actually need to thrive. Um, it requires looking after gut health, which means avoiding foods that feed the wrong type of bacteria or that interfere with gut barrier health. 
and uh, also feeding our good bacteria. So making sure that we're eating a lot of vegetables, uh, fish, high phytochemical foods, and also making sure that we dial in our vitamin D levels. So that's another really important thing here that can be, um, we'll talk more about vitamin D uh, a little bit later in the show, but like vitamin D deficiency can drive a lot of health problems that seem like minor complaints, but they just kind of collect and acne is one of those. So in terms of, you know, diet for acne, it really is like all the same stuff that we talk about all the time. Um, phytochemicals, the antioxidant phytochemicals, because as Stacy said, uh, inflammation is the, one of the main sort of processes driving uh, acne, you know, pimple formation. So um, a lot of phytochemicals is really, really important. And I recognize that with teenagers, getting them to eat a whole ton of vegetables can be a challenge. But I thought that was really important to mention. You know, we've talked on the show before about the problems with a ketogenic diet. I think um, the mom who's asking this question is using keto in that very loose form that's sort of emerging now where people basically mean like, low carb paleo and they're not really doing the like 80% fat thing. Um, that's, you know, when she says no wheat or grains and, and minimal sugar, that that's, that's what I read in that question. So I don't read that this is a true ketogenic diet. If it was, I would say stop that right away. Um, but Can I just have a complete sidebar. Yeah, sure. I was watching Queer Eye this weekend. Mm-hmm. Season three is new out on Netflix. FYI. And um, the chef representative on that was working with someone to make healthier food for himself and his family. And he made what was a low carb paleo meal and referred to it as keto, but it had zero fat. It was intentionally made without oil or fat. And he used like ground chicken and stock to make it. And then it was just vegetables. And I was like, guys, can we yeah. can we get clarity on this term? Because I'm all for what you're making and what you're doing right, right now. But what, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, to quote one of the best movies ever in the history of movies. Yes. Um, I, um, yeah, I, so I'm definitely of two minds here because I have very, very deep concerns about true ketogenic diet. Um, diets. And again, we've got a couple of shows that we can put in the show notes to point people to where we've, we've talked about adverse reactions to keto, the long-term health problems that, ke- that tr- a true ketogenic diet causes. And it is not something that I endorse with the exception of the very small number of circumstances where it has potential therapeutic value when drugs fail, like refractory epilepsy, um, maybe the case of like multiple sclerosis, right? Like it's just... There's, there's like a handful of cases where the science is really good and where the cost-benefit analysis is different. You're going to accept the risks because you're having 200 seizures a day and nothing else is working, right? Like it's, then it's a different calculus. But as a weight loss diet, I do not ever endorse it. Um, it's, not, it's not cool. Uh, and, um, and it's also like inherently nutrient deficient. Like it inherently misses out on really, really important nutrients. Inherently doesn't provide enough fiber for a healthy gut microbiome. Like it is, it has a lot of it has a lot of problems. So I just kind of want to say like we've we've talked about it before, um, but I also because it it got commercialized so quickly, so keto became this buzzword that there's 
all these keto supplements and you can take exogenous ketones and skip the whole keto diet completely. And the marketing has been really um, vague. So the, there's a lot of people using keto when they really mean paleo. Um, and so when I hear it used that way, I'm like, well, I don't know. Does this term bother me? Because I know what keto really is. And the real keto is not a sustainable or health promoting diet over the long term. Uh, but the way you're using it, yeah, I like all the things you're eating. Um, I, yeah, I'm sort of two minds in terms of like when I see that type of response. Anyway, uh, the mom who asked this question, I would just say like, make sure that nutrient density is the, the primary goal with food choices and certainly, you know, starchy carbs fit into a nutrient dense diet. They're actually like root vegetables are uniquely beneficial for the gut microbiome. Gut microbiome loves sweet potato, loves cassava, loves, um, uh, the, um, what's it called? Yukon, uh, not yucca. Um, but like, I mean, just root vegetables that are easy to get like sweet potatoes are fantastic foods for the gut microbiome. And there's not a compelling argument to avoid whole food carbohydrates. Like if you're getting all of the nutrients and the fiber, it processes really well. So um, I would definitely recommend that high vegetable focus. And from a, I think it's prebiotic, Mm -hmm. raw vegetable benefits, right? Yeah. So um, the, the short answer is that there's benefits to both raw and cooked. And that's because cooking unravels some of the fiber structure. So it'll make it, uh, basically, it basically turns it into a favorite food for different probiotic strains. So the details of the fiber structure literally change what bacteria wants to eat that type of fiber at the species level. And it can be, you know, in a type of whole food, there might be 200, 300 different types of fiber. So, uh, at this like very, very specific level. And you're going to feed maybe two or 300 different species of bacteria that way. And then another food is going to feed a different, you know, there'll be some overlap, but there'll be something unique. And so it really points to whole food, not fiber supplements, but whole food sources of fiber and eating as much variety of vegetables as we can. And thinking about vegetables, you can make some pretty broad statements in terms of the like families of vegetables. So like root vegetables, feed, they have some sort of thematic um, species of bacteria that they feed. And then cruciferous vegetables, which is the cabbage family, has thematic bacteria species that they feed. They're all beneficial. Mushrooms are their own like food group. They get food group status because they're so awesome and their fiber is completely different than vegetable fiber. Um, The apple family feeds specific um, bacteria. Citrus family is like, again, a different group of bacteria. Berries are different. Uh, sea vegetables are different. Leafy greens are different. Alliums, like onion families, different. So like every single one of these families of vegetables feeds different strains of bacteria. So ideally, we'd want to be hitting as many of those different families on a daily basis as as possible to feed the most diversity. And that's that's an ideal situation. And then we've talked on the show before about olive oil being the best fat for gut bacteria. Fish is the best protein for gut bacteria. Um, and basically they, they love high phytochemical foods. We've all, we've also talked about the like green and black tea, dark chocolate is also a really good food for gut bacteria. 
Um, of all the sweeteners, the only one that's actually good for gut bacteria is honey. Um, so those, those, um, variety really becomes really important is, is really the, like the summary when it comes to vegetables. And then it'll be slightly different if it's cooked versus raw. So sometimes steaming broccoli and sometimes roasting broccoli and sometimes eating broccoli raw is really the best way to go about it because then you're going to feed the most diversity and diversity of species in our gut microbiomes is the number one marker of a healthy and robust gut microbiome. I just wanted to encourage people to eat raw vegetables. I feel Which, like I really opened a couple of can of worms there. <laughs> I just want to apologize to everyone, especially Sarah, who I said we were going to try to not overwhelm you. And now you're just frantically writing notes on every single vegetable <laughs> out there. But my point, I was just trying to say Taco Tuesdays have helped add more raw vegetables to my family mm-hmm. um, because the boys really like it. And they'll put like raw vegetables not that they don't eat salad regularly you know but we, we're not very good about making it or putting it out or <laughs> like whatever and so um sarah we do not eat raw lettuce like you um but <laughs> not very many people do though so i know to be fair so my kids i will just say love um taco tuesdays and that has become a thing in my house like every tuesday Cole makes it's his night and he makes tacos and um, it's always deconstructed bowls. And so he will either, anyway, it's just a way to get raw vegetables in because we're really good at doing cooked vegetables, but not so good at the raw. And that's a way to do it. So um, I was just trying to add the teenage like perspective there. And then you took us down a veggie rabbit hole. So let's move on. <laughs> That's what happens when you spend like months, like deep in the weeds on microbiome research is it, it just becomes so exciting for me. It's hard for me to not, not go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, looking after gut health, this is where a probiotic supplement may be very, very helpful, um, to help, um, you know, re-inoculate the gut with beneficial species as working on, on food changes. Um, and you know, pretty much all of the things that we talk about on the show all the time are going to be the best case scenario from an acne perspective, but also from a general health perspective. But this is where we have like the really, really important message of the entire show. And it's not just that Juve is awesome. The actual, the entire message of the show is that, um, acne during puberty and other hormonal shifts, which can be for adult women, their menstrual cycle. It can also be pregnancy, lactation, menopause. That's normal. So, you know, when we were kids, they would be like, oh, you must eat too much sugar. Like, that's what I remember as a kid. Like, oh, you have acne, you must eat too much sugar. There was all of this like, um, blame for acne, um, and whatever diet links there were, there would be, they were very simplistic like that. Um, and the, the fact is, is that the hormones that are driving puberty, that are driving all of that physical maturation that is happening in those years, that is the transition from childhood to adulthood, those hormones have these like side effect things on the skin that are not great. And so generally, they increase inflammation in the skin. Uh, skin is really interesting because it uh, sort of has, in some ways, its own sort of compartmentalized part of the immune system. So, for example, when you're stressed, 
um, cortisol will actually increase the amount of uh, immune cells in your skin while decreasing them in other places. So like um, skin has, it, it just sort of, it's compartmentalized in terms of its immune function from, from the rest of the body because of its barrier function um, and being such an important barrier between the outside world and the inside world. Um, so these hormones drive up inflammation in the skin. They also, this is the, the heart of how a pimple forms, but they increase oil production in the pores, which is called sebum, which increases the likelihood of pores getting clogged of skin cells as they're sloughed off, being sort of stuck in those pores or stuck in hair follicles, which then creates the perfect environment for the growth of acne-causing bacteria, which is called Propionibacterium acnes. And so this bacteria then drives an inflammatory response. So you create this perfect little situation where the bacteria grows inside pores or, or hair follicles because of the excess sebum production in the skin driven by hormones and the immune system is overactivated in the skin. So then when the immune system detects this bacteria, it drives a local inflammatory response and voila, that is it. And so because that's driven by hormones, like diet's still really important and gut health is still really important, but it's for most kids, not going to be everything. It's, it is going to uh, definitely improve acne for most kids, but it's not going to necessarily make it go away completely. And that's where we do the transition to talking about what to do from the outside. And of course, as Stacy alluded to at the top of the show, like the conventional treatments are really harsh, you know, prescription topical medications that dry out the skin. And if you impact the health of the skin barrier with these really harsh chemicals, you actually make it easier for bacteria to grow. Uh, and you actually continue to drive inflammation. So they're um, typically not great from a like overall skin health perspective, um, or it would be things like antibiotics, which might be given uh, topically or orally. And when they're given orally, then you're causing mass genocide of your gut bacteria. Or they're drugs like Accutane, which has a ridiculously long list of side effects and potential like, long-term effects that are terrible, like long-term risk of uh, birth defects, right? Like those are, those are really intense. And it's one of the reasons why there's so much screening that goes into, you know, whether or not you, a teenager gets put on Accutane and so many things that'll get tried first. And so those options are not awesome, which is why effort into diet, um, effort and effort into skincare is really, really helpful. I thought it would be particularly useful to look at some of the literature in terms of nutrients that are linked with improved acne. So taking that more natural perspective and looking at not just skin health nutrients. I mean, I think skin health nutrients are kind of important to summarize. So like really, really quickly, it's most of the vitamins. It's like A, C, D, and E, selenium, zinc, uh, long chain omega-3 fats, the kind we're getting from fish, flavonoids specifically, like a sub-subclass of, of um, phytochemicals. They're a subclass of polyphenols and the amino acid glycine. And so if you kind of look at foods that have a lot of those things, we're back to the same diet things, right? Seafood, fresh vegetables and fruit, things like green tea, 
a bone broth or like a collagen peptide supplement, organ meat, and then like fatty, like vitamin E we're getting from like fatty fruits and vegetables, like olive oil, avocados. Um, those are all the things that are nutrient dense, great foods that are great for gut health too. So it, that's very thematic. But there are certain nutrients that have actually been shown either topical or oral specifically to decrease acne. And it's because they're not just skin health nutrients, but they, the, here's, here's the theme, they're skin health, gut health, and immune health nutrients. That is what all of these have in common. And that's, that's, that's the triple whammy. It's the what? The triple whammy. <laughs> it's, it's the trifecta. Well, I will say that learning to control inflammation in general in my body has done huge things for my acne. So like I mentioned earlier, it's really just learning those things that could be creating inflammation. I'm, I'm positive that if as a teen I had worked on diet, I would not have needed the incredibly abrasive and um, detrimental acne treatments that I went mm -hmm. on. And Matt was, um, had the same similar situation. Um, and some of those are no longer even sold in the market because they cause like depression and I think suicide and different kinds of things, um, yeah. in, in kids at those age. Right. So it's, not that I'm suggesting that anyone listening is, you know, talking about going down that path. There's a lot of really extreme treatments out there, but there's also some healthier treatments when you're talking about topical. So we've talked a lot about the inside and working on that. And then obviously the benefits of um, the red light therapy and the juve on skin, reducing inflammation, but ultimately, a lot of what teenagers are looking for is a quick solution to treat it from the outside. Um, and for me, I've played with a lot of different things with coal skin, which is obviously different than mine. But like you said, Sarah, my acne um, is more temperamental during menstrual changes. And mm. um, so it, it is somewhat hormonal driven, but it's definitely like I can tell if I manage inflammation, it doesn't really show itself, right? Like it's, I can fight it is what I say. I can, I can use topical treatments and it, it won't come up. So, um, the things that have worked really well for coal in particular are toners. So a, a toner adds a benefit to your skin, kind of like, I don't want to say a probiotic inside because I'm sure while there are probiotic um, skin things you can use on the outside, what I mean by a toner is after you wash your face, oftentimes that's where kids, teens stop, like they'll, they'll just wash. And so what you're doing is you're, you're stripping your skin of um, the good stuff as well as the bad stuff when you wash it. And then you're not reprotecting your skin afterwards. And so um, what I emphasized with coal was rather than focusing so much on the washing, let's focus on the treating because the basic skincare routine is wash, um, treat, moisturize or tone, moisturize. So for me, I was like, okay, I know you're not going to do all four steps. Like it's never going to happen. I can't even get you to shower every other day. Like it's, <laughs> let's be real. Um, 
But so he's actually used two different kinds of toner pads and they both worked really well for him. Um, the first was the, a, a beauty counter anti-aging product that nobody needs to get for their teen. Um, it works really well for me. So I wanted him to try it. Um, and I, it, the benefit of it is has vitamin C in it, which can also be really healing. Zinc and vitamin C are really great on the skin. Um, and it did help him a lot. So when he would get acne, it was pooling in his T-zone from oil. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, just t- wash and tone that area of your skin. Um, and I did give him a moisturizer, but uh, to be honest, he did not use it. The toner is what really made a difference in kind of rebalancing that pH on his skin after he washed it. Um, and now he's moved to, there's a men's line with Beauty Counter that has a toning pad in it that's like Stridex. Like I've never seen any other clean kind of product like this. And it has the same texture. Um And I've got Matt really likes it now too for his T-zone as well. So if you have someone with like an oily area, I would look into a toner. There's a lot of different kinds of toners. There's like face mists. There's, you know, your own liquid that you can put on a cotton pad. My boys Uh, happen. Hang on. What do you mean by your own liquid that you can put on a cotton sorry, pad? Sorry, sorry, sorry. So you can you can either make your own toner and oh, then you just... mean like you mean like apple cider vinegar based toners or whatever. Yes. That yeah, you can my own liquid. I thought you meant pee on a pad. No, and don't on your don't face. do that. But so I just I really felt like that. No, thank you for clarifying. Okay. That's excellent. not what I meant. Um, I'm really relieved. Okay. So I personally have not done either of those activities. <laughs> But I do know that there's recipes out there for you to make your own toner and then just like put it on a cotton pad and use it yourself the same way that you could like buy toner pads. But then there's also different mists and different things out there. But I just have found that for acne in particular, I feel like that toner step is key. If you have a teenage girl who is looking for a skincare routine, the one thing that I would say to make sure of is figuring out the kind of acne that they have, because you can have dry skin acne or you can have oily skin acne. um, And then hormonal acne is entirely different. But if you go for a skincare line that's for oily skin and you don't have oily skin, then you're going to have more issues because it's going to be stripping the natural oils from your skin, which can make more problems. I find a lot of people just do really well with kind of an oil cleansing method um, as far as moisturizing. So if you are going to, that's what works really well for Finn. Um, And if Cole moisturized, he would use the same thing that Finn uses. It's in their bathroom. Um, Finn (laughs) Finn uses something called a cleansing balm, which is like a one stop product. It, Mm -hmm. Like you can wash your face with it and then wipe it off or you can leave it on like he has dry patches from his eczema. And so he'll like put it on in the morning. And frankly, we leave it in the car because he eats eggs and then jumps in the car and doesn't wash his face. And listen, I do my best over here. Okay. I'm like, (laughs) like I'm, I'm opening up the curtains that I'm telling you my kid doesn't wash his face. (laughs) Like, Anyway, um, so we leave the cleansing balm in the car and it kind of washes off the egg that can sometimes crust the outside of my 11-year-old <laughs> boy's mouth. And then it also moisturizes his skin and he just leaves it on. Like he doesn't, yeah. you know, wash it off. It melts into his skin and serves as a moisturizer. Um, and so 
and that product in particular also has vitamin C in it. So you want to just make sure that the products that you're looking for have some sort of active that's beneficial. And we did a zinc show a while ago, and maybe we can put a link in the show notes too. I think it was called like sun show or blue blocking. In, I think we talked about zinc and the skin in our second sun the sunscreen show sunscreen because i think we, that one ended up being a two-parter right yeah that was like a blue light focused show but then we also talked about um the benefits of zinc for your skin and i know you've got a, a link to a study here as well where um zinc can help with acne and so um I myself have found that to be the case. I think I've mentioned this before. I use a product called DoSkin, which is like a tinted moisturizer that has the zinc-based SPF in it, Mm -hmm. um, which blocks the blue light that we talked about, blocks regular UV light, and then the benefits are also that the zinc helps fight acne. So those, I think, are our best products. You can also use charcoal products, which you know, are detoxifying and pull out acne and I mean, oil and all that kind of stuff. There's such a range of products, but I just think the number one thing is figuring out the skin type that you have and using a product that is appropriate for it. Because if you have dry skin, you don't want to use a charcoal based product, you know? And I think that the, you know, the number one home take home that granted it was our, our experience as well, that I take from what you just shared was making it simple enough that an 11 year old we'll do it. Um, cause that was also one of our biggest challenges because Adele is 12 now and she, um, has had pretty bad acne for about a year, but like her dad had to go on Accutane, you know, with like some, some of this is just, well, yeah, you've got, you've got the genes that mean you're, you're making all the, the oil in, in puberty here. And, uh, you know, the fact that this is actually, um, you know, completely manageable with skincare is a pretty good testament to how far diet and sort of, uh, anti-inflammatory gut health focused diet is getting us. Um, but I think that was, that was the biggest struggle for her was just getting it to be a routine. And frankly, it was hard for her to be motivated for it to be routine when it was like ones that here and ones that there, it wasn't until she had spots that were kind of like chronically covered in a that suddenly like that was highly motivating to, to make, um, a skincare routine part of her routine. I also but, uh, think, what, I also think there's something to that age being really proud of mm-hmm. the first couple of zits because it happened with both Cole and Finn. <laughs> they're like, ooh, I'm going through puberty. And it's like this rite of passage. Like they're super proud of it. And then that it's might be like. a boy thing. That might be a boy thing. Maybe. I don't know if that's a girl thing. But, you know, after like the third one, I was like, no, come on. This is, we're cleaning this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, you mentioned zinc and you mentioned vitamin C. I think that's a really good transition into talking about a few nutrients that have been shown to help reduce acne specifically. And there's not a ton of these that have been well studied other than vitamin A. So like Accutane is actually a derivative of vitamin A and a lot of the uh, like prescription retinoid creams, right? Retinoid is a variation of vitamin A. So those things are well studied at least from a drug development standpoint. But all of these, I'm going to talk about four nutrients. Um, Vitamin C is actually a really interesting additional one because it's so antioxidant. That's why it's beneficial. 
these other four have all been specifically shown to help um, decrease acne and deficiency if you're not getting enough in your diet is linked to increased acne. And those are vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and zinc. And what's really interesting is, and you know, this makes sense, you're saying that these are really, really important nutrients for helping to um, help, you know, pores not get clogged, right? Help cell turnover. That's how vitamin A works is it helps to drive cell turnover so that your, um, your new cells are moving to the front of your skin faster. So you're sloughing off dead skin cells faster, which means, you know, you don't have the same like length of time for a clogged hair follicle or a clogged pore to sit there and develop bacteria and trigger an inflammatory response. Um, so these all have like a direct effect on the process of acne and deficiency in all of them has been linked to increased acne. So vitamin A, um, what's interesting is almost all of the research in terms of vitamin A, what you would call supplementation or vitamin A uh, topical application has been mostly within the realm of these pharmaceuticals. There are a wide variety of products out there that have natural sources of vitamin A that are specifically formulated for acne and they're typically plant sources. So in your skin, it has to be converted into an active form, whereas retinoids are like already in the active form. But if you are eating a healthy diet and everything else is, you know, that you're doing is a healthy choice, then you're going to be able to do that conversion relatively efficiently, even with a topically applied vitamin A. So typically any any plant, like a lot of the plant extracts that are in these products are providing uh, some kind of vitamin A derivatives. Um, also, anything that's animal fat based, like a grass fed tallow type balm is going to have some vitamin A. And so that gives you options on the, as Stacey said, the like the oily skin acne side and the dry skin acne side, whether or not either one of those are going to work with you. And with um, su- supplementation of a... Is there like a synergistic type vitamin that someone could take for these? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would, this is where I would say like vital proteins um, encapsulated liver pills. Okay. Um, yeah. I and, was. I was like, is that? Yeah, yeah. Is what I'm and, doing? Is that thumbs up from a Sarah? Yeah. Um, and the reason is, um, you can actually. The only cases of vitamin A toxicity actually come from vitamin A supplements. So what's great about liver and you know, vital proteins, liver pills are just liver that's dehydrated and put into a pill, um, is that it comes with vitamin D. It comes with a lot of the nutrients required to process vitamin A. Vitamin D um, helps to protect against vitamin A toxicity. Um, So we really only see vitamin A toxicity in the context of severe vitamin D deficiency and supplementation. So whole food source is definitely the way to go. If you like look through the internet on the you know, vitamin A supplements and acne, all you will find is a whole pile of warnings to not supplement with vitamin A. And that's because of this toxicity issue. So vitamin A, sub, it, it, I would only ever recommend a whole food-based supplement. And still, you know, if you're going to take more than what it says on the bottle, um, you know, you're going to want to run that past a, a healthcare provider because vitamin A toxicity is no joke. Yeah. I was going to say also what some of the 
warnings, not just from a toxicity perspective, but can also weaken your skin's ability to kind of protect itself, whether that's Mm -hmm. from UV or um, other kinds of things. The um, processing of your skin is going to be weakened. And so I know from my perspective, if my teen was doing something like that, he would not be making sure to use sunscreen and wear a hat in the sun and like all of these kinds of things that you need to do. Um, So when we're talking about it from the perspective of teens and safety, um, I know you mentioned retinoids. I would just like really look into that and make sure that that under the guidance of a medical professional is truly your last resort because while there have been people who have seen benefits, there's so many risks um, from um, the toxins that you're talking about, as well as potential additional damage that can come to your skin as a result. So just, you know, be, be mindful. And the reason I kind of was plugging a, a whole food synergistic perspective of this is because I think when we focus on either whole food supplementation from, you know, putting more um, bell peppers, for example, in your kid's lunch because you want them to have extra vitamin C or finding the foods that are rich in vitamin A, D, E, zinc, whatever, and, and adding more of them to your diet. Um, or if there's a, you know, like a safe option for supplementation because it can just, you don't want to make it worse, right? Like the, right. It, and it's so easy with kids because they take one piece of what you say um, and then they just run with that <laughs> instead of like the they full do. picture. Yeah. Um, agreed 100% on all of that. Um, vitamin D deficiency is also linked with increased acne. There's not any studies showing that topical vitamin D is particularly helpful here, although you would get that in like a grass-fed tallow-based balm, for example. Um, or there's, I've noticed there's an increase in products in the market with uh, mushroom extracts in it. That would also have some vitamin D if it's a double extract. Um, but generally what we're talking about here is get your vitamin D levels tested and supplement accordingly and retest because uh, you don't want to overdo the vitamin D. But really... If you're deficient in vitamin D, it's really challenging to get enough with diet and spending more time outside. So typically, if you're vitamin D deficient, um, supplementation is really the only effective option short of like completely restructuring your life. We're talking about teenagers. They have to go to school all day. So restructuring their lives to spend all the time outside is typically not possible. Um, Vitamin E uh, has been shown in acne cream. So it's been shown in, in studies with supplementation and in, uh, topical treatments to be helpful in all of the studies that have been done. It's usually used in conjunction with other ingredients that are known to help with acne. And it show it, you know, it shows to be like, and it's even better when we add vitamin E it's unclear from the current state of evidence, whether or not vitamin E by itself would be enough to make a difference, but it definitely seems to have synergistic properties with other nutrients and other sort of anti-acne ingredients. And then zinc, which as Stacey mentioned, um, and we did talk about again on another show, there's um, quite a few studies showing that uh, addressing zinc deficiency can be very helpful. And that's in part because zinc is incredibly important for gut barrier health, for gut microbiome health for immune health and for skin health. Like it is, again, the, as I said, the triple whammy. Um, but so there's also some really interesting studies showing that topical zinc can, it actually really helps reduce inflammation. That's why 
zinc-based diaper cream is the most popular diaper cream. It's because zinc helps to reduce inflammation in the skin. And so that's sort of the last nutrient that um, looking for that as an active ingredient, as we talked about on the previous show, that means non-nano zinc, um, but looking for, you know, zinc oxide, an ingredient like that, um, somewhere in the skincare routine can be also very, very helpful. Yes. (laughs) Also, like, just encourage your teenager to do something. Like, Mm -hmm. instead of complaining about the zit on their chin, like, at least for me, the approach that I took was, well, would you like help with that? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like, at first it was, because I think it's a, it's a sensitive, tender kind of topic as well. And, and also relating, right? So if you didn't have acne to be able to say, hey, this is something I went through, let's deal with it together. Maybe saying, you know, did you know so-and-so had acne, like, and, you know, let's figure out how we can help you. And um, asking questions, if, if you need help figuring out a skin type, this is my specialty, you're welcome to come to my website and send me an email or whatever, and I will help you figure that out. But I, I really genuinely think one of the biggest mistakes that people make in skincare when they get to this point is just like slapping a bunch of acne products on, mm-hmm. which is usually specific for oily skin. And so many people have acne from not oily skin. So just be wary of that. Hey, you know, uh, one of the things that you could encourage um, your kids to do for acne? Wash their face. Wash their face and eat a good diet and and juve. (laughs) Totally. I, so I think that's like our last, our, like our button for this issue or for this uh, episode is to mention that there's actually a pretty hefty collection of scientific studies looking at red light therapy for acne and showing that it actually helps at like the root of acne. So it can normalize the sebum uh, production and can also help improve uh, the cellular health of the skin. So that means that, say, skin cells aren't necessarily dying as quickly and uh, clogging pores, but it also helps increase cell turnover rate and it also reduces inflammation in the skin. So it really hits at all of the root mechanisms that are causing even that hormone-driven acne. And um, what's really fantastic is the studies that have shown the greatest effects are the studies that have the same wavelengths and the same energy deposition as a juve. Um, now, I have to like fully admit, I have not been able to figure out how to get my 11-year-old to stand in front of the juve uh, for 10 minutes a day for her acne. Like it's it's so hard with how you know, and I try, I try so hard to protect unstructured time for my kids. And yet we're always so busy. It's like, that's a really, really tough thing to do. And I have the juve go and I probably should just put it in a room so she can turn it on while she's uh, doing her homework. But I only thought of that just now. So that will be actually probably something I will try tomorrow. But, um, you know, the, this is why my uh, issues with acne, I went from getting like cyclically once a month two or three zits the same time of month, every single month to, since I've had my juve, I get maybe three or four a year. Like it's the, I mean, I still will get the occasion and it's usually when I'm very particularly stressed or my 
I've been eating a little bit more sugar, right? That diets, some aspect of diet is slipping. And, uh, I, I think juve is the reason why, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty, again, I said at the top of show as we were going up the elevator to the 326th floor, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty impressed with this device. It's been pretty great. I've experienced all of the benefits that science tells me I should have experienced. I giggled when you mentioned it because I imagined Cole doing a little juve dance in like naked in front of my red light. Like, and it was the most far-fetched thing I'd ever imagined, but... I could but. totally have him, like, just stand here and use your phone for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. whether that blue light from his phone is mitigating the red light, probably not in the full-blown version that we have. So. But, yeah, so I, I I was cracking up when you said that you hadn't figured out how to get her to use it. I was like, yeah, uh. that's, that's why I giggled. But <laughs> I, I definitely think for more advanced cases, like, the, ki- the kids, the young adults are going to be mm-hmm. more interested in finding a solution and standing in front of the red light for 10, 20 minutes a day is worth doing um, in order to potentially get the the benefits of it. Uh, so I think that was an excellent note to end on. And I want to thank Juve again for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and remind our listeners that you can go to juve.com forward slash paleo view. That's J O O V V.com forward slash paleo view to check out all of the cool juves and the modular thing and all the, the cool standing rack versus the thing that hangs on your door or attaches to your wall. It's like, it's a, it's a magic land of awesome. The Juve website. I am all about it, and I think I'm going to get one of those minis, not a go, for my desk. I'm excited. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. And then it's going to be 345. That is one after 344. Oh, that was a snarky, snarky, sassy comment. Wow. We're getting. I apologize for that sass. <laughs> if I was my own teenager, that would have, that would have been a slap across the face. Ooh, like, okay. I'm sorry. I asked. That was uncalled for. I apologize. That was, I did not realize how snarky that was going to be until it was said. And I realized that uh, apparently the filter was just not on and not okay. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.